0: from you. You're
1: harassing me. My I'm not harassing you. you. You are infecting us. Threatened. You're, you're feel threatened. To me. You're coming close Back to me. off! Threat me again! Death. Back the f- up! Put your f- phone down! There's a guy losing his s. Uh, so he's at a Costco. He's not wearing a mask. He's one of the I don't wear masks guys. And uh, a customer there said, hey, put on a mask and then that's how dude reacted. He started screaming at him and all that sort of thing. Uh, well, that guy just lost his job. The screaming guy just lost his job. Now I'm, I'm wear a mask guy, especially if you're in a store where they have to, or they're gonna get fined, or they're in trouble, or the employee's just told by his boss to do it. So why are you putting him in that position anyway? So I I'm against the dude not wearing a mask, but I'm not for him getting fired because he got caught on a video screaming at some shopper about it. But that's the way it works in the modern world. Oh, yeah. A Florida man seen screaming at a Costco customer who was asked that he wear a mask has lost his job. Ted Todd, listen to this. Um, The video has been viewed more than 11 million times, by the way. He was the highest producing sales agent in the company he worked for. Wow. Best and, to fire him. But you had to fire him because this was a story for a half a day. You realize that by tomorrow, nobody will remember this even happened. Right. You could have given him the week off. And when he comes back, it's it's as old the news as who won the 1920 World Series. I mean, nobody would know or care. Do you realize that, companies? Right. Before you start firing people because they went viral. The story will be
0: gone in the blink of an eye, and it's hardly even here now.
2: Yeah, and it's barely. I mean, people
0: are amused by it, or surprised by it, or think, "What a dick!" And but yeah, then they move yeah. on with the no, yeah.
1: nobody cares. No, you think anybody feels bad about your company or anything if he continues to work there?
0: We oh, it's just crazy. Talked earlier about uh, Grant Napier, the voice of the Sacramento Kings, who got fired for no reason, just. Political correctness gone, mob, violent, wild, French Revolution style, and the cowardice of the cowardly, the Sacramento cowards.
1: I can't believe they didn't e- at least just go with the suspension. Then, you know, he took some sort of retraining and then you let him come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was utter knee jerk pandering and cowardice by the Kings. You ought to hire Grant back right now today. Anyway, uh, they were having a big, college football conference call at ESPN to discuss race following the death of George Floyd. So all the ESPN college football people had to sit through some sort of training thing and one of the play-by-play guys for the network, Dave Lamont could be heard in the background his wife asked what was going on and he said "Um, people are venting and people have now found the term venting to be insulting Or dismissive, or like he wasn't taking it seriously, and now Dave Lamont's job is in jeopardy. He hasn't been fired yet, but ESPN Vice President of Communications Spokeshole, John Krulowitz, uh, we took this matter very seriously, both in the moment and subsequently, and have addressed it appropriately. Consistent with policy, we have no plans to blah, blah, blah. Consistence
1: with your policy of what? What's the policy on... Yeah. Yeah, well, if so, were two so, weeks ago, he'd already be fired. Uh, it has cooled down somewhat from when Grant lost his job.
0: Right. His comment was brief, unintended. He thought his phone was on mute. He went to said to his wife, yeah, people are venting. And for that, there are some calling for his job to end. Which, seriously, folks, uh, well, y'all are on our side anyway just the, tell your friends and neighbors when you recognize them joining in the cancel culture fever tell them to cut it
2: out learn your zoom toggles know when you're muted know when you're not that's a that's a very <laughs> important way to protect yourself these days that's good pro tip <laughs> but the the, the, but the but the head person can unmute you without you knowing it no, you can mute. It's it's impossible for him to listen to me if I don't want him to listen to me. Is it? Yeah. Like, have I
1: been on some zooms where they where the person in charge is in
2: charge of the muting and unmuting? But I can still mute it even if they unmute. Like me? if I physically mute my mic, it doesn't matter what toggles he's like. There's multiple uh-huh. things, right? Like all the switches have to be on for my mic to be heard. Yes, really. The, the, I thought the they had. Charge,
1: I thought they had ultimate control if they were the administrator of
2: the meeting. If I, I can be wrong. If I mute my mic through the app he can override it and turn it back on. What if, if I'm playing my trumpet with a mute? I can think, they unmute my trumpet? I think that just makes all meetings better. <laughs> but but yeah, but if you physically have a an on-off switch on your mic or, you know, you can you can oh, control okay. your own mic on your desktop. But you are saying that just the
1: little icon on the app is not enough.
2: Uh, that could be overridden I suppose right, by yeah. the leader I think of the, it the can. meeting, but
1: I think that's the way the whole "I'm the administrator of the meeting" thing works.
0: If I was going to go with a horn during those meetings, it'd be the sad trombone. Oh, oh yeah, I would play that a lot.
1: I don't think this is a minor point for anybody listening because people are doing a lot of Zoom meetings. I, from from the, from my experience recently with a bunch of these meetings, the person that sets it up. Has the control over whether they turn your mic off. So if you think you just hit mute and you're whispering, oh, this is a load of crap, isn't it? Mm. You know, you whisper to the person next to you and you unmute it. They, that might not work. You might want to look into that. I'm not sure that it does.
0: Or just establish yourself as openly uncooperative throughout your entire career. And then it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Do um, we not have the sad trombone, Michael? What are we paying you for? Wah, what are you wah. doing in there? <laughs> so that's a, that's a mute on the trombone there. Actually, that, that is that a bone? Play it again. Is that a bone or a, a trumpet? That's got to be a trumpet playing at okay. a fairly low register.
1: Well, then that's got to be a mute because yeah. you don't have a slide where you could go like.
0: Right. Oh, yeah.
2: That's a mute. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Interesting. A mute Settles is the, the... the little plunger looking thing.
1: Well, we nailed yeah. that mm-hmm. down. The brass section. We'll move on to the woodwind section next segment. Where's my oboe? Is that a is that a fresh read or is that one shot? <laughs> yeah, that sounds shot to me. Uh, Ian Bremmer just tweeted, because there are a couple of cases that came out today, and one went the president's way, and one went slightly not the president's way. And uh, Ian Bremmer tweeted, and I appreciate this, the U.S. has an independent judiciary. President Trump continues to have zero impact on that reality. I wish all cable news channels would would go with that today, but mm-hmm. they will not.
2: Yeah. I think both of those decisions about his, tech, they were both seven to two decisions, too. These weren't like a 5-4 uh, thing.
0: Good. That will uh, decrease some of the the wailing and gnashing of teeth. On the other hand, Gorsuch joined the liberals and declared a huge chunk of Oklahoma's an Indian reservation now. Craziness. I still don't know what that means. Yeah, I (laughs) know. Do all the the, the white folks need to move out of there? Well, and the black folks and the Hispanic folks?
1: Well, only if they tell you. the Asian folks? Only if they tell
0: you, you yeah. The Inuits? Maybe they want you to live there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Are all prosecutions... On hold now, all prosecutions of Indian people? Now here's, well, I should say Native Americans, because I'm sure there are folks from India living in eastern Oklahoma.
1: Here uh, some of the reasons I'm so anti-Indian reservation. Unless this has changed since the last time I read a lot about this. Um, they don't have to open their books or show any of their work the way the rest of us do in the country for income taxes, all that different sort of stuff. Correct. They're so sovereign. In, so in many cases... The whole, uh you know, they get to have a casino, and that helps the tribe. Well, there are some tribes that spread that money around and have a good school and health care and all that sort of stuff. But there are a lot of tribes, and sometimes the tribe is like three guys, right. and they are barely... Uh, barely qualify to be the tribe. They just manage to be in charge in the same way that people end up in charge of anything. Right. Through politics
0: and well, all kinds of different things. And even more significantly, they're in charge of figuring out who's a real tribal member, and <laughs> turns out nobody else is.
1: Right, and so the money comes into the casino. They have closed books. They dole some out to a school or to fix the road or whatever, but however much they want and you don't get to see how much revenue they took in last year and how much they actually spent on the roads and that's why you have a crappy road and a crappy school and nobody's picking up the trash and everything else
0: come for the misery stay for the corruption america's indian reservations
1: it's terrible it and is. there have been a lot of books written by uh by people who grew up on indian reservations about how awful they are mm-hmm. uh, you know look to those not to me but.
0: Yeah. But yeah, if here. half
1: of Oklahoma is now declared an Indian reservation, well, again, I, I just I don't know even what that means.
0: Speaking of pits of misery, uh, the situation in Portland continues to just be terrible uh, rioting and violence and looting and burnings and, and lawlessness. We're going to have a major police figure from beautiful Portlandia on. Uh, In just a few minutes, hope you can stay around for that. It would
1: appear that Elon Musk has backed off of his support for Kanye West's presidential bid somewhat. It was a brief honeymoon, Jack. And uh, that, among other things, on the way. Beyonce announced that on July 31st, she's releasing the vaccine. No, I'm sorry. She's releasing a visual album on Disney Plus inspired by The Lion King. Now, I had the honor of playing Timon in The Lion King with Beyonce last year, and I'm excited to announce that Disney is now doing a spin-off of The Lion King about Timon, and I am telling you, if you like Black Panther, you will love Gay Meerkat. Alright. That might have been too much for my uh, lack of a hip uh, pop culture to grasp.
2: I really like that she's releasing the vaccine. Oh, no, a music video. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Kanye West announced he's running for president. His family is saying he's in the middle of one of his bipolar episodes. Yo boy. Which is kind of interesting. Uh, Elon Musk was one of his advisors and had said that uh, Kanye has his full support. Well, apparently... Uh, what Mashable calls the world's shortest love story. Um, Elon Musk has backed off his support for Kanye West for president. When he heard about the anti-vaccination stance, for instance, um, Kanye West believes that the vaccine is, will be the mark of the beast. So Elon Musk didn't want to be associated with
0: her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's a little anti-science. Yeah, poor Kanye is uh, having one of his episodes. Huh. He'll be all right. Uh, speaking of crazy people, uh, have you heard about this Breathe Act that Ilhan Omar and others are, are pitching? The Movement for Black Lives, a coalition of 150 black organizations, which, in an odd way, some people knowingly, some people not knowingly, they're interweaving black and Marxist. Um, there are a lot of, of, of folks who say they're for civil rights, but they're actually for Marxism, including Black Lives Matter, the organization. Um, but this BREATHE Act calls for sweeping changes to our entire system of everything, including abolishing the DEA, the Drug Enforcement uh, Administration, abolishing Immigrations and Custom Enforcement, and a whole bunch of other stuff. The proposal, which the organization describes as a modern-day civil rights bill in defense of black lives, has earned approving nods from Ayanna Presley and Rashida Tlaib, Uh, The act would divest federal resources from incarceration and policing. No more federal uh, 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 prisons or or police. Um, Reduce the Department of Defense budget. Would establish a neighborhood demilitarization program. Uh, Let's see. Would abolish life sentences. Abolish mandatory minimum sentencing laws. Create a specific timeline to close federal prisons and immigration uh, detention centers. Among other things.
1: If I'm Joe Biden, anytime somebody in in the squad comes up with something like this, I think, hey, can you get word to them that, you know, uh, save that crazy talk for after uh, the first week of November. All right. You're not helping anything. I don't want to be associated with that in any way.
0: Wow. And and the list of organizations that signed on for this thing, including include the National Conference of Black Lawyers, which is, uh, well, it's interesting. At least.
1: I, I get tired of the amount of attention the squad gets because I think Nancy Pelosi is right that they don't have very much power. I mean, they're way bigger on Twitter than they are in terms of actually having any ability to get any legislation through.
0: A handful of wackadoo gals from wackadoo districts. Yeah,
1: the tremendous support in their districts, but that is not reflective at all of uh you know the rest of America. Right. Um but she, Ilhan Omar, has paid her husband's consulting firm almost nine hundred thousand dollars, came out over the weekend. Oh yeah. Her yes. husband's consulting firm got nine hundred
0: thousand dollars. She she's funneled that direction all of her time trying to tear down the capitalist system is thieving or or getting rich at the very least on that very system. They all do that. That gave her opportunity, got her elected. That, the rest that's, of it
1: that doesn't excuse it, doesn't mean I like it. But no, that, that's what they all do. And the <laughs> when the ones that are extra against it do it, that's when it's fun. Um, I had another point on that with this Oh, what do you, uh, what, what, what we, we have discussed, we discussed last week what would a, a second Trump term look like. And there seems to be two schools of thought on that. One, he's accomplished all he ever wanted to be accomplished, a two term president, and it's just, just coaxed to the end. Mm. And he's, he's not actually, Robert Redford, the actor came out yesterday and said, we cannot, uh, withstand another, Trump term, we will become an authoritarian state if that happens.
0: You're Pe- ridiculous, people, Bob.
1: People who think Trump's goal is to become, you know, a dictator or something, I, I, where do you come up with that? It's <laughs> it's
0: ridiculous. It's laughable. I
1: can understand not liking Trump for a variety of the things that he says and does, but he's not... He, that's, not that's not his game plan. But second-term Trump, I, I, he either just, like, okay, I did it. I'm a two-term president. I will be that for the rest of history. It's all I care about. And he does basically nothing. Mm. Or... He no longer needs to please any group, and he does the variety of things that he, you know, he cares about or Ivanka cares about or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it would be like. But what would Joe Biden's term be like? What, how much pressure would he get from the very loud, vocal, tiny, but a lot of Twitter followers crowd out there? All of MSNBC, mm-hmm. CNN, Twitter, but not really much of America.
0: How much? How much... Sway would they have with him? Would he be fighting them constantly? Oh, yeah. He'd be resisting them constantly. How aggressively and enthusiastically? I don't know. I'd, I've i completely lost my grip for what Joe Biden actually believes in and what he doesn't.
1: I think he'd like it to be a, uh, you know, an open, there's a term for that, leave it open so you can just put in, fill in the blank on your
0: own. Yeah, the old empty vessel thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I tell you what, Donald J. needs to do a better job of explaining w- w- his second term because he's been asked by a couple of friendly people who've tossed him softballs, and he's not really answered the question very well. He's got to do better on
1: it. He didn't answer it at all when Sean Hannity asked
0: him. Yeah, Another guy gave him a chance. I can't remember who. It was somebody on uh, Fox News or talk show host. I can't remember. But God, the answer is also kind of vague. The answer is
1: so simple to me. Like right off the bat, you save judges. You see what we've done with the judges? You hit that number however many thousand judges it is. We're going to affect this country for decades to come. And I'm going to do another four years of that.
0: And we're going to pump up the economy. We're going to get the economy roaring again. We're going to, you know, put a car in every garage, two chickens in every pot, or whatever it is, or get you some pot, or I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, just hit judges and the economy over and over again. But He's an unconventional politician, to say the least.
1: So we're going to talk to somebody that knows what's going on in Portland. Coming up in just a little bit, because they've been uh, rioting there for uh, weeks and weeks and weeks. It's just completely out of control. If we're on the East Coast, it'd be getting a lot of national attention.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk to uh, Officer, well, uh, a fellow with the Portland Police Association that just announced a no confidence vote in Portland City Council. So uh, we'll we'll see what's going on, Portland is in crisis right now. It gets no coverage because it's on the West Coast, but there are some strange doings. If you're not familiar with this, you want to stay tuned. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. Station. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When's
1: the last time a major city had a month-long ongoing riot. Well, Portland is doing it, and if you want to know what's going on overnight, you go to Andy Knows Twitter page. Uh, here's one of his tweets from this morning: "Violent protests and lawlessness continues in Portland at the Antifa and BLM gathering night uh, last night. A car was surrounded and multiple shots were fired. Police stayed away
0: on the orders of the city fathers. No doubt, one of the great cities in America is descending into lawlessness, violence." $23 million in damages and lost customers to local businesses, millions of dollars in damage to federal uh, buildings, um, and uh, the Portland police are not happy about it. In fact, uh, Officer Daryl Turner joins us. Daryl is not only an active duty uh, peace officer with the Portland Police Department, he's also the president of the Portland Police Association, representing all sorts of folks in law enforcement. Daryl, how are you, sir? Good, thanks. How are you? good hey it's a little frustrating to watch it must be frustrating to you to see the beautiful city of portland descend into chaos like this um the the mainstream media would call them uh civil rights protesters the people doing this what's actually happening in portland
3: well what you have is you have uh several people who are protesting peacefully um but you have a group and uh i don't know what they call themselves but a group that have hijacked the uh, message have hijacked the uh Uh, the uh the meaning of what's going on to protest a peaceful protest and turned it into riots and turned it into uh, destruction of property burning things uh destroying business properties destroying uh, public buildings as well um and defacing them as well as assaulting not only peaceful protesters but assaulting law enforcement officers
1: and is this going on every single night or do they take nights off
3: um there have been consistently we're we're Probably somewhere around forty nights in a row, forty that's days in incredible. a row of different levels of uh, different levels of riot, all the way from you know a few you know dozen people uh, up to a few hundred people.
1: Well, well, let me quote the Portland Police Union president: "I have no confidence that the city will stop the rioting and the looting and protect the livelihood of Portlanders." That's a heck of a thing.
3: Well, right now, that's what it seems like. Uh, we've reached out to the elected officials uh and 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 say they need to condemn uh these actions but not only condemn them they need to make sure that there are measures taking that they're not only arrested but they're prosecuted um and that seems to be uh something they don't want to do and as a matter of fact in some cases they've also applauded some of the actions and not the violent actions not the not the uh, destruction of property but they i i believe in my mind that they've actually egged them on a little bit to to go ahead and uh, condone
0: what's going on here. So other than having folks arrested and then prosecuted for what are clearly crimes often documented on, on videotape, uh, what else does the Portland PD need from the uh, city council?
3: What they need is support. They need the support to be able to go ahead and do the work we, we need to do. Um, they need not to hear the knee jerk reactions of our city council members when we use CS gas. Um, that is a uh, valuable tool that allows us to keep distance and also to be able to disperse riotous crowds in a timely manner. Um, and we're getting many complaints uh, from those rioters that tear gas is uh, is, uh, is sadistic and horrific, but in fact, it, it, it breaks those riots up and that's what, uh, uh, if it needs to be done, that's what needs to be done. Um, in other words, if we don't use those measures and we have to actually contact people we have to, number one, we can't keep our distance. And number two, it it looks bad when you're grabbing people and hitting them with sticks and and such things and using physical force when you can use something that's lesser force um, and uh, more uh, reliable.
0: And just irritating and people wash out their eyes and they're fine. Officer Daryl Turner is the president of the Portland Police Association. Uh, Daryl, let's stay in touch. I mean, 42 uh, in front of me, it says 42 nights in a row. If this turns into 142 nights in a row, of violence and, and, and fires and the rest of it. I mean, I, I don't know. It
3: is not it is not sustainable. This is the problem we're having. Small business owners that have already been impacted by COVID-19 who are, had to close their businesses, who are just hanging on by a thread because of COVID-19, uh, the worst pandemic that we've seen in decades, are now suffering because their businesses are being destroyed, their businesses are being vandalized and looted and burned. Not only that, they're the people who usually come downtown or to other places in the city uh, to frequent those businesses won't come down there. So you have hundreds of small businesses and thousands and tens of thousands of people that are employed by those businesses being impacted by, uh, and, and when I say a handful, I don't mean five or ten, but a handful as compared to the size of the city, a handful of people who want to riot and cause chaos and have no other mission but to do that. They are not Talking about a message, they are not sending that message that needs to be sent about social justice, racial equality. That message is not being sent by those writers. They are simply out there causing chaos, causing damage, just to be, just to say that criminal acts. All
0: right, um, they're criminals. They're Marxists, Antifa, whatever. Even worse.
3: Even worse. Uh, they went to one of the precincts. They pushed uh, dumpsters up against the doors and, and set them on fire when they knew people were inside. That's a crime. That's an A felony. That's arson in the first degree. They did it to our justice center. They set fire to the justice center with hundreds of inmates and dozens of correctional officers inside. Uh, that's oh a, my God. that's a, a class A felony. Right. Um, and all that time, our, our city leaders have sat back and not, uh, not only have they not condemned it, and although the mayor has somewhat, in, in spotty instances, condemned that violence, they have not done anything
0: about it. Wow, you're either on the side of good or you're not, Officer Daryl Turner of the uh, Portland Police and Portland Police Association. Daryl, great to talk to you, sir. All right, thank you, thank you. Well, Can you imagine that? You got to stop it. You just got to stop it. Well, and and Portlandia is so out of its mind. These people who are committing the acts of violence every day—they are lunatics. They are—they're quite literally anarchists and Marxists, and they're dangerous. They're insane. But they they put up with it because the, the, the city council is so far left. They recognize them as ideological brothers and voters, and they don't dare crack down. Yeah. They're attempting to build an anarchist utopia. And it has, you know, it's just like the idiotic Chaz in Seattle it's degenerated into violence and, and horror.
1: But the, the, the Chaz was a lot of laying around. Um, I'm surprised that there's the energy for 42 straight nights of rioting. That there's enough anger or feeling that they're going to accomplish something that that it's continuing.
0: Well, you have the hardcore, and then you have the useful idiots who think they're rioting for civil rights. But they're being egged on by the extremists who want to tear the system down. And you know what? Portland's letting them. Apparently. I,
1: I would have never believed that you could have riots for 42 straight nights in a city in the United States. Yeah, no. I would have never believed that was possible. The, the city would get it under control, and if for some reason they were outmatched, the county would, and if they're outmatched, the state would.
0: Right, or the feds, or whatever, the, the, right.
1: They were, they were, yeah, or you got the National Guard in there. I, I would have never thought, that for six weeks straight. <laughs> so if you've never been to Andy No's Twitter feed, you should check it out. It's NGO is the way it's spelled, and it's easy to find because he's a blue checkmark guy, and he's a journalist more or less. In Portland, and he he's got so many posts of videos and pictures. But this one uh, that I was just looking at from yesterday, this is what Antifa rioters have been systematically doing in the security cameras downtown. And it's got a it's got the view from the security camera of this Antifa guy climbing up the pole alongside the building to get up high enough. And then he's got a stick and he starts smashing on the lens until it goes black. Mm. So they they black out all the cameras so that there's less you know footage of them. and They're harder to catch. They're using lasers to shine into the eyes of uh, law enforcement. They wear shields and masks, all that sort of stuff. And they just smash stuff. They just smash and break stuff. Night after night for
0: six weeks. Right. In
1: one of the prettiest cities in the night world. Night
0: after night? Yeah, Daryl would be pissed off at us for saying this. It's said sarcastically, but if you've ever wanted to be lawless... If you've ever wanted to smash stuff or steal stuff or set fires or hurt people, because you can absolutely beat people down if you want, go to downtown Portland. Yeah, if you've ever Because wondered, there is no law anymore.
1: If you've ever wondered what it would feel like to, like, smash a window out or something like that, because I've never done that, uh, go to Portland and do it because apparently you can. Um, that makes you a terrible person in my mind, but apparently you can get away with it. Well, let me read that quote again. Portland Police Union president, I have no confidence that the city will stop the rioting and the looting and protect the livelihood of Portlanders.
0: Nope. That is a city that is completely out of control. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And a city that is afraid or unwilling to assert control. And listen. How do you see this ending, you geniuses? Uh, they Well, they're deluded by their ideology. They have no capacity for logic. It's something. I mean, I... I'm glad, I'm grateful I don't have a business in downtown Portland because I would be, well, I'm either out of business at this point or terrified that I'm going to lose my life savings because the city won't enforce the law. And as Daryl pointed out, surely you can sue them at they, some point. They, they don't want them to arrest anybody, and if they do arrest people for being truly horrendous criminals, they won't prosecute them. In an effort, and this is, you see this in your utopian lefty cities all the time, they meet force with compliance and backing down and weakness. They think they can passive their way out of the crisis. Because they don't dare exert any sort of authority because they're trying to build a utopian wonderland with wild unicorns running through the streets. That's their dream. And, and, and they they lack they, they've lost the capacity for critical thinking. And so they don't dare resist.
1: So Chaz in Seattle and what's going on in Portland and then, you know, a lot of the smashing and looting around the country. If there's much of that, there will be people going to vote the day of the presidential election that do not approve of Trump. They're in the disapprove column in all the polls Mm -hmm. who do vote for him. Yeah. Because they feel like that's a better chance to Get control of this chaos.
0: Well, yeah, like I've said, the the mayors of of San Francisco and Portland and Seattle, you are doing fabulous work for the Trump 2020 uh, committee. You're doing better work than his guys. Yeah, if you get him elected,
1: if you wanted to be strategic, you'd wait. And hope that Biden got elected, then you could do this sort of thing. And Biden would be getting some fair pressure from his left flank. To not, you know, be too tough on it, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can get Trump reelected, and then something might actually stop you. God, that's amazing. Six weeks, every night.
0: Yep. And they
1: just allow it to happen, right? Night after night.
0: Nobody gets arrested. Nobody gets uh, convicted or and, even tried. And because it's the West Prosecuted. Coast,
1: it gets zero national attention. Right. Yeah.
0: One of wow. the great cities in this country. It's sad. All right, well, we'll have to keep an eye on it together and watch as it descends into chaos. Sometimes these problems solve themselves. The answer becomes so obvious, even the delusional Mayor Ted Wheeler, for instance, and the delusional city council people will have to wake up to the reality. What's unfortunate, though, is is the number of people that will be hurt in the meantime. But.
1: Hey, one of, your, of that. one of your favorite cartoonists is back. I guarantee you it's a cartoon you used to read and love, and you had T-shirts and calendars.
0: It's Peanuts, Snoopy. <laughs> back and better than ever.
1: It's Garfield, and it's just as funny as it ever has been. Still loves the lasagna. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show.
1: Sally can make pre-programmed salads to your recipes, or she can make custom salads. Today, we're going to make a custom salad. I'm going to choose spinach. We'll go chicken, grape tomatoes, olives, and some croutons. From there, I'm going to go next to my dressings. I love ranch, and I'll place my order. I'm going to press continue now that the bowl is in place, and she's going to go to work. So... The headline is, Can Salad Bars Be Saved? Obviously, during COVID, salad bars are disgusting. They've always been disgusting. Mm. But now they're deadly. Yeah. The deadly salad bar. Are they? Uh, but so it's a, well, yeah, it's pretty gross, though. I mean, there's a lot of leaning over and breathing your wet, moist, all over my beets. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get a heap and open a of beets here at the get Salad Get your bar. snot off my beets. Um, Speaking of. Moistly but so this is a vending machine where you punch in all the stuff you want because it's got all the choices uh, and uh, and you get the salad you want just like you went to the salad bar. I'm big on uh, sesame seeds, for instance, <laughs> and I like a little bit of uh, okay if you got a deviled egg or two
0: but anyway, oh, deviled egg and. Uh, Sesame seeds sounds like a good meal <laughs>
1: Attempt to save the salad bar. So uh, news headlines of the day, 1.3 million more jobless claims. That comes out every Thursday, putting the total at about 50 million. So the virus since the beginning of the virus has sidelined about 30 percent of the nation's workforce at some point. The worst employment crisis since the Great Depression. There you go. I am troubled somewhat by the stock market thing. I mean, the numbers are great on the stock market, and I was like looking at some fund or four hundred one k or something the other day and thinking, "Yeah, this is pretty pretty nice." Mm. But I I really think if 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 that's what people are using to gauge this the the, the economy, they are not looking around. No. If you look around you, you see so many closed places. It's troubling that that the the bill for that has to be coming. Of course, the bill is these trillion dollar stimulus packages we keep passing
0: right right and as far as the market goes i was uh, happened to be watching the news with my wife the other day and uh it had skyrocketed that day and we both remarked on it thinking huh that's odd then the next day it plunged like a rock so it, it it's always been a little tricky to figure out what the market's doing and why it's become nigh on impossible at this point
1: but even if the market's up, if it's up because it's been propped up with tr- $9 trillion of borrowing, which right. is what they think the total will be in the end, right? That, that's, that, that will come home to roost. It will indeed. Oh, my
0: God. Speaking of uh, coming home to roost, the Supreme Court justices have wrapped up their session and, as usual, shouted their decisions out the car window as they screeched their tires out of town. And uh, a couple of biggies today, uh, those two rulings on the president's taxes uh the uh, congress cannot look at the president's taxes there they have no legitimate legislative reason uh the grand jury in new york probably can the president can't block it but they send it back to the lower court and, and at any rate it'll take many 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 weeks before anything happens it'll be after the election if it happens at all uh, so don't worry about that but in a curious r- ruling a surprise five to four ruling the soups ruled that a huge chunk of eastern Oklahoma, including Tulsa, is actually an Indian reservation because of a treaty from the 1800s. And what that means and what its significance is, I'm not sure. The guy who filed it was a child rapist, happened to be a Native American. And uh, they ruled that no, he couldn't be prosecuted by the local authorities because he was actually on reservation land when he raped the little child. So So half the state of Oklahoma is an Indian reservation. Yeah, and what that means, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I learned commentators will be trying to puzzle through this throughout the day today.:
1: I teased one of your favorite cartoonists is uh, making a comeback. I loved the far side back in the day. We were uh, a far side family. We had many of their calendars throughout the years. Uh, fantastic. Anyway, Gary Larson is uh, going to do another court cartoon.
0: He I, retired I, decades ago, right? He's got to be
1: pretty old, doesn't he? He's uh, 69. Okay. okay.
2: Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Nice. Oh, idiot.
1: <laughs> a quarter century after Larson officially reta- retired, one of the most popular cartoons of all time. Uh, on the Farside.com website, fans are treated to a handful of uh, single-panel Larson's. But they, they, he's making a comeback. The new stuff is the result of his journey into the world of digital art. But anyway, there's going to be new stuff from that guy, and he was hilarious. So, exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good. Here's one of my favorite stories of the day. Tom Friedman, a columnist that used to matter, writing in the New York Times, a newspaper that used to matter, arguing that Joe Biden should only agree to debates with Trump if Trump meets two qualifications. One, he must release his taxes. What? And only if there's live fact-checking during the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I got to believe he's throwing out. It's like when you put stuff in a deal to make the deal not happen. A poison pill, they call it. You put stuff in a deal because you don't want the deal to happen. Right. That's got to be a poison pill.
0: Wait he, a minute. He, he Today's April the 1st. I'll bet every first word and uh, every sentence spells out Happy April Fool's Day in that column. Surely he's Stop. not so
1: delusional as a smart guy to think that there's such thing as... Instant fact checking that you could have somebody there that one has all the facts and knowledge and can immediately jump in and and straighten things out in a way that would satisfy everybody. That's hilarious with the
0: wisdom of King Solomon and the fairness of the Lord himself. I mean, please, Tom has lost his mind or, or something. He says Trump will throw out so much BS, Biden will have to spend all of his time countering the BS and won't be able to get to his own points.
1: Then I would let the voters and the press figure that out after the debate.
0: Or don't nominate a doddering old coot (laughs) who, who can't handle himself, which is what you're admitting. Wow. Armstrong and Getty.